Love you. Many hugs. Hello, and welcome to episode 189 of the Erasable Podcast. Joined by Tim, Tim B. Wassum, I am Johnny Gamber. Our friend and co-host Andy isn't able to join us tonight, though he's always here in spirit. How's it going, Tim? Hey, going pretty good. How was your Halloween? Oh, man, I'm still recovering, and it's oh, exactly a week later. How was your? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Halloween week is always nuts because it's also my daughter's birthday week, so it's just like <gasps> oh, yeah. the whole week is trunk or treat, birthday party, family coming over, actual Halloween, all that stuff. So, yeah, well, happy so late I, birthday. I, I think, yeah. I'll let her know. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I'm almost there. I think I'm almost recovered. Yeah. Um, I had my own stash of candy and the kids were eating candy and I smelled it and I was like, I want some chocolate. And I ate so much <laughs> chocolate one night, like it gave myself a headache. <laughs> I was, so we, at the, we went to a birthday party yesterday and their parents had the genius move of at the birthday party, just taking their extra Halloween candy from their kids and just like dumping it on the tables. And saying like, here you go, kids, take this. So it doesn't go back to our house, which was genius. But I was like personally offended by how these probably 25, 30 kids avoided Snickers like at all costs. I was like, you kids are insane. Like, this is nuts. They, I mean, all the Skittles are gone, but there was just like all these Snickers. And so I just, you know, I did what I could to, to fix that. <laughs> are they all conditioned by schools to avoid uh, anything that could trigger someone's peanut allergy? Yeah, or they're just like, protein? No. <laughs> like, ew. No, thank you. My daughter started liking, this Halloween started liking peanut M&Ms. I always got her to try, wanted her to try it because I love peanut M&Ms. And she tried them and she was like, oh, these are really good. And so now she'll walk into the room holding like a little baggie of peanut M&Ms. And I'm like, wait, no, can't. Ah, it's basically health food. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all, all that space taken up by the peanut is not space taken up by sugar. That's right. It's just, it's like basically vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we haven't talked about the uh, fall releases in any detail because mm-hmm. um, recording's been funny and we've been sort of turning on and turning off Tools of the Trade and Fresh Points. So tonight, especially because there are only two of us, we're just going to do Tools of the Trade and Fresh Points. Um, things are, you know, calm. They won't be calm in a couple of weeks when the holidays start. So, uh, yeah. Do you want to start off with Tools of the Trade, Tim? Yeah, sure. I have been reading and listening to a Bob Dylan biography that I guess I got the other day I I was working um, and like they got to the end of the day and I was looking for something to watch and like right at the last like 30 minutes of the day sometimes I'll put like a documentary on in the background just to like listen to and I put on the Bob Dylan documentary No Direction Home which I hadn't watched in forever and it sort of re-sparked this whole Bob Dylan well, and I also saw the wallflowers, which also sparked like a re, like a resurgence of my interest in Bob Dylan, which I'll talk about that later. Uh, and so I went out and I wanted to find a book about Dylan to read, and I found one called Time Out of Mind, which caught my eye because that's one of my favorite Bob Dylan albums. And so it it posed itself as being a Dylan biography about his later years, which is like my favorite years of Dylan. Uh, but um, it's pretty tough going, and I did something that I don't. I almost never do is I just started skipping chapters like a whole, you know, like just, you know, paging 30, 30 forward or whatever. And the problem was, is it's like a biography, but it reads like a 600 page review. 
So like it's tons of opinions and there's like a whole swath. There was this like period of six or seven albums in the seventies and eighties, which weren't the best he's done of course, but like he just railed against them the whole time. Like this is garbage. And it's like this one won a Grammy for best rock album and it's garbage. And it's, this is why this song sucks. And this song is bad. And he should never have done this. I'm like, I just want to know what was going on in his life, man. Like just (laughs) take it easy. (laughs) Was um, it one of those cases of somebody writing a book about someone that they can't stand? It sort of feels like that sometimes. Well, he'll 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 bounce from calling him a complete genius and deserving of the Nobel Prize in literature, and then all of a sudden he'll be saying like, "What was he thinking? His voice sounds like crap. I don't understand." It's like that's a little jarring. And also, this is and this one's kind of fun. This what it was funny early on in the book, and now that I've been listening to it for thirteen hours. Um, it's not as funny anymore. <laughs> the The book was written by an, by an Englishman and it's read by an Englishman, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the person who's reading has chosen to do Bob Dylan's voice whenever he's quoted. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I can't put my, and I'll need to like send you an audio clip of it. So, cause I feel like you'll be able to help me with this or I can, yeah, well, it'll be too hard to find it on my phone, like a, a clip where he's talking, but it sounds Bob Dylan ish, but it there's a certain Simpsons character in my head that I'm hearing every time that he talks. Um, like a, it sounds like a Simpsons gangster or something. <laughs> and and the other funny part about that is that he does the voice, which you're like, Ugh, okay, whatever. But he also still pronounces everything in like the British mode. So he's it's so it's Bob Dylan pronouncing things like a British person would. So that's a little, little distract, little that's, distracting. That's so weird. So, so I read a bunch of it and I listened to a bunch of it and I skipped, just skipped two chapters. And now I'm getting to the point where he did that song for the wonder boys movie, the things have changed, uh, the shape based on the shape book. And so I'm hoping that things turn up there. We'll see, but I'm prepared to just ditch it if I need to. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, to stay on the subject of the Dylan family, I went and I took my son to his first concert and I took him to see the wallflowers in Bristol, Tennessee here, which was kind of random. I haven't, I haven't purposefully listened to Jacob Dylan <laughs> or, the, or the wallflowers maybe ever. Um, I think I've, I've listened to like one of his solo albums at some point and then it just kind of pops up here and there on like playlists. So I'm not like been a fan or anything. And there's that one song, you know, one headlight. Whatever. But it it popped up. It's like, oh, the Wallflowers are playing really close to home. That would be cool. They're kind of not too heavy, not too boring. It's like, that'd be a fun show for Henry to see. And so I bought bought us a ticket to go to the show. We saw the opener. The opener was really good. These like this like husband wife duo, and they played a John Prine song. And Henry's like eyes lit up, and he looked at me like, oh, I know this song. I know this song, <laughs> which was cool. And then the friggin' Wallflowers waited forty five minutes to come out after the opener. Henry put his head on my knee, passed out, and didn't wake up until the encore. Just slept Whoa. the entire show. I, I had bought him some little foam like earplugs because I didn't want him to be, it to be like too loud for him. So I think that that it, that helped him. But I mean, the concert was starting at his like normal bedtime, so it was like I wasn't mad at all. I was just like, oh, yeah, should have saw that coming. It was just like a fifty five dollar nap. Well, he maybe but, he absorbed <laughs> a lot of it while he wasn't awake. Oh, his, it was definitely still. Alive. Yes. Yeah. It was definitely still like a positive experience. He's like, that was fun. I'm like, good. <laughs> I'm glad you thought so. Um, but yeah, he, he was out. Yeah. But we had a good time. And 
I'm, I have been listening to the Wallflowers now, and they have a newish album. I think it's like a year old, and it's called Exit Wounds, and I bought it on vinyl when I was there. And it's actually a really great album. So I'm That's really enjoying title. listening to Exit Wounds by the Wallflowers. Oh, man. It's, good. it's a good album. He's like, Jacob Dylan is like Bob Dylan and Tom Petty smashed together. <laughs> he's real cocky on stage, and I mentioned that to a friend of mine. He's like, well, he's Bob Dylan's son. Like, I think he, he comes by it. <laughs> comes by it honestly but <laughs> the only problem is he's not a genius he's not a genius that's yeah. what my friend said i was like oh yeah he's definitely not but yeah well, one, it was a good time one of my big concert regrets of my entire life was not going to see um the wallflowers and counting crows together Ooh, in that been good. 1997 Oof, they were both still yeah. popular yeah that would have been something else yeah it was the summer after i graduated from high school and i was just not paying attention to anything like oh man that would have been sweet yeah yeah um, his guitar player was phenomenal too. Just some like hired gun from Nashville that's been playing with him for like five years, but he's super, he was super good. So I was, I, I watched him most of the time. I was like taking videos of the guitar player. Um, and other things watching, uh, we started watching Alaska daily, which we're watching it on Hulu. I think it's on ABC, but it's a new show with, uh, Oh gosh, what's her name? She was in that movie about boxing million dollar baby. Oh gosh. This is, uh, it's, I'm going to hate myself when I Google this and find out that it is someone who we all have heard of. And her name is Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. That's right. It's Hillary Swank. <laughs> um, and it's good. It's a, she's like a, it's, it, she's a investigative journalist in New York city, kind of like a hotshot investigative journalist. Uh, she gets basically like, screwed over and like the media turns on her because she's reporting on this general who's like she's convinced is very corrupt and she loses her job or she quits because they refuse to publish her piece um, that she wrote about him and so she quits and then she ends up getting a job in Alaska it's kind of like the journalist journalism version of Northern Exposure like her an old <laughs> friend is working at a newspaper in Alaska and hires her and she moves up there and starts doing these investigative pieces in Alaska about Inuit women who are going missing like native women who are going missing. It is. It's so good. Um, but yeah, it's good. There's like five episodes so far, but we're, we're hooked. So we're watching that. And also there's a new season of somebody feed Phil, which is always delightful. Um, but that, that's us. And I have been writing with, I don't, I, I, I I've been very boring lately. I've been using my uh, Blackwing natural pretty much every single day. And then this Uniball one pen that I've gone on and on about to you guys, like this Uniball one gel pen that, um, just obsessed with. Yeah. And I did buy a new notebook. Um, so it is, I was looking for a replacement bullet journal cause I just filled my, my bullet journal up and I bought this like off brand on Amazon. Let me grab it right here. And I was just curious about it because it was cheaper. It was like nine 99 and the brand is called, it looks just like it. It's, uh, it's called Paperage, pa- paper age, like paper age. Um, the paper is super smooth. It specifically says like thick paper. I forget what the the weight of it is, um, but it is nice and thick. It's very smooth. I got dot grid in it, um, but they're really great. They're they. You can tell that the cover, the kind of like moleskin style cover, is cheaper. But who cares? Oh, whoa, was- a lot of colors. Yeah, tons of colors. It was worth it. It was worth a shot, and I will, I actually uh, was able to 
get them through work and somebody at work ordered me two of them actually. So I've got one for my next bullet journal too. And I'm, oh, nice. I'm digging it. It's really, it's a good notebook. So I'm still using, I'm just so, I just been so spoiled with like term that like for my journals forever more, it's just going to be a blank like term. It's just so perfect. Have you tried their, um, the newer ones they modeled off the second, um, bullet journal edition that has 120 GSM paper. <gasps> oh no. Oh. no, no, no. And so the- I swear the first one I got was awful. And the next one I got was just like the best like term I've ever had. Is there a special name for it? Like do they? Um, I think you just look it up under um, like term, just a 120 GSM paper. 120. Okay. Yeah, which I'll is check not it out. really that thick. They're using, you know, they're using the metric because it sounds bigger than using the bond measurement. It's mm. kind of BS. <laughs> Says paper snob. <laughs> there it is. Says the paper snob. Yeah, here it is. I see it. Oh yeah, I might give that a try on my next journal. Yeah. Um. So at Bullet Journal, they do a new color every year. So this year, it's called Blue Twenty Two. It's this really pretty dark blue. So they they make them all like that now. The paper is amazing. Sweet. I might have mine ready for the year already. <laughs> so yeah, that's all. That's all for me. How about you, Johnny? Cool. So um, I hate to be like the ad boy for um, uh, Britbox. The subscription service, but like, oh my God. So if you live in the US, the only way to watch Shetland is on BritBox. And uh, the new season, they fit, I think they were putting on like one a week. They finished putting them all up and it's Douglas Henshaw's last um, season playing uh, Jimmy Perez, which is not a spoiler. Like you know that before you watch it. But, um, you know, that's an amazing show and this is definitely one of the best seasons of it. It's just ridiculously good and they got a little freer with the f word which i uh i appreciate but um yeah if like get britbox there's always something awesome on there like all of the old poros more like so much cool stuff and um so i read a lot of books about book binding but um not all of them are good so i read one recently that was pretty good called bound which, which is an uninspired title but um, it's by the person who does the traveling bookbinder. So she offers these expensive like bookbinding retreats in Ionia, um, France, I think Shetland, some other places in oh Edinburgh. Sorry, um, which sounds really cool, but like, and the book's very pretty. But the book is also really useful because you don't need special tools to do like basically anything in there. So mm-hmm. if you ever want to make fun books. From someone just like, eh, you know, try to be precise, do what you can, then it's definitely uh, accessible and pretty. The book itself is very attractive. And she advocates for painting on your covers with just like uh, Urban ink and a brush, which looks so good. And, you know, sometimes you get that color you don't like that much. It's a good way to get rid of it. Um, I also read a book that I started in the summer called Six Walks in the Footsteps of Henry David Thoreau by Ben Shattuck, which is not what it sounds like. It wasn't really about Thoreau and it wasn't really about walking. It was um, more like an early midlife memoir, but it was really well written and really, really cool. But um, so one more book I read, which actually has kickstarted my reading, is called Sinkhole by Davida Breyer, who writes and edits and publishes Xerography Debt which if you're um, into zines at all, you probably get twice a year. So she wrote a book and she sent me a copy and it's so good. 
that, you know, if you're not reading for a while because you're busy making books at night and then you read that one book, you're just like, I want to read books again, then, you know, that's a good book. And I don't know how else to describe it. It's just really, really, really good. Definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, I'm writing with, I'm just bragging to Tim. I found a Blackwing 24 that's at the Steinbeck stage and a pencil cup. So, and it's sharp. So I grab that and I'm writing on a folded up piece of Nina Classic Crest because I'm a paper snob and I want to make sure that we have editing notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how about we jump into, I guess, an extended version of Fresh Points. I, Yay. I found in my car recently, like between the seats, I reached out. I was like, I literally was looking for a pencil because we were somewhere and my son was going to do some homework while we were waiting for his piano lesson to start or something. And I was like... I'll find a pencil. And I went, I was looking around I looked between the seats and I was like, that looks interesting. And I reached down in, like it took like a lot of effort to get down to the little like crook that it was in. And it was a Blackwing 211. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> there we That's go. Awesome. Yeah. So I, so he didn't have a pencil to use for his homework. Cause I kept that one. I was just like, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> so does, does, does he like um, natural pencils? Yes. See, yeah, my he Henry didn't, and then I got him for him this year, and he calls them brown pencils, but he really, really, really likes them. Yeah. Have you – this is kind of getting ahead of myself, but have you seen um, – I don't know how I would miss these, but Musgrave is now sending, is now selling like their class. – they're calling it their classroom-friendly pencil. Have you seen this? Oh, the one that's a pack of like a couple dozen? Yeah, it's a pack of 60, and they're natural, and they're rounded hex. Oh, I saw them, but I've, I've made myself bucks for 60. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm gonna have to try this out. <laughs> Putting the link now. So sorry, I, I derailed us. But no, you're fine. We're talking moving. about pencils, it's a pencil podcast. <laughs> so yeah, why don't we jump into extended fresh points, Tim? You want to go first? Yeah, let's do it. So on, let's start with Musgrave. Uh, a couple things like cool going on at Musgrave. There's always things going on that are cool at Musgrave, of course, but. Uh, they have a new pencil out that I, I, I think I missed the announcement. So I don't know if it's as new as I think it is. This, uh, the pencil King. Dude, those so, are so pretty. They're so pretty. And they're, I, th- so I think they're pretty much brand new. It's out. It's a new pencil. They're selling, uh, the 12 pack pencil King. It is as it's described, it takes us back to the heyday of steel printed pencils. Um, so in the, the, Apparently, the actual steel die dates back to the 1940s, which is, of course, super cool. They said, uh, while inspecting a long-forgotten sealed barrel in our warehouse, we discovered a handful of authentic steel impressions produced from 1940 to the 50s, which is pretty awesome. So this is the first release that they've used those, and it is a round pencil, which I'm excited about, and a beautiful regal purple with a – I love the large print – Like I just love the large print on the side. It's like not the teeny tiny and it is, and they inside, they put a number one core, which is not like a super common thing. Uh, I feel like at Musgrave, which yeah, these, these look incredible. I don't have any in hand yet, but I'm going to be, I I need to get some ASAP because these look amazing. Yeah. I love how the, um, it has the multi-banded ferrule. Once Mm -hmm. I read that detail, I'm like, Oh my God, this is why I love you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it says finest graphite. I love it. Musgrave Pencil Company, seventy nine hundred Pencil King finest graphite. It's they're just like really knocking it out of the park, like yeah. all the time. 
even the case, like the, the, the tube that it comes in with like the intricate sort of gold foil look at the top of it. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And they have, um, I think these are new since last time we podcasted the, mm-hmm. um, the Unigraph variety packs. Oh yeah. 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 Where you can just get a dozen of their green drawing pencils in a really sweet looking box for like 11 bucks. That's amazing. Like, dang. Yeah. They've got a lot of news. And there's another one that I saw that I mentioned to you earlier. Um, but I, just to say it again, it was the, uh, I missed this whenever this became a thing and gosh, it might've been 25 years ago for all I know. <laughs> I don't know how long they've been putting this out, but I don't think it has. I think it's this year sometime, right? Where they started selling a, uh, 60 count pack, basically like their classroom, they're calling it their classroom friendly pencil pack. It's 60 pencils. They are lacquer free, paint free, natural finish, uh, with a rounded hex grip, uh, super minimal logo, um, which is really beautiful. I mean, they have to be new because they have the new logo. So they, yeah, I'm definitely going to be adding 60 of those to my my wish list. Uh, they're on sale <laughs> now list. too. Yeah, they're on there. Usually just $15.99 full price. They're on sale for $14.40, which is pretty cool. I think I um, saw them on Amazon too, if you have a gift card burning a hole in your pocket. No, there you go. Um, and it doesn't say what kind of wood they use, because maybe they didn't use the same for all of them, but in this picture, maybe. it's very clearly cedar. Yes, it is. Yeah, it, mm. it sure looks like it. So oh I might have to get some info from an insider to find out. But yeah, I'm definitely going to get some of those. So those are awesome. Other new releases we're going to bring up. I'll start with the Blackwing Pencil Sharpener. Now they've got, we all are, or I mean, I don't mean to speak for you, Johnny. I think we're all fans of their metal handheld sharpener. Like the, what's that? What do they call that one? The round one or the, Um, uh, the hex one? call it the single whole long point or something but it's yeah, not something like long yeah, it's curved not. they're nice it is curved yeah um, but i i love that sharpener and they they have come out which i think when we first were uh conversing about it over text we were talking about like oh they finally did it like they made a, a crank sharpener because that seemed kind of like inevitable for a while and boy did they do it um and based on the price i'm wondering if you get three of them like do they only come in three packs <laughs> And they say it's metal and plastic, but it looks like it's mostly plastic. Yeah. Which is fine. Maybe most of my pencil sharpeners are plastic. Plastics. Nothing wrong with plastic. They weren't 120 bucks. We there is $120. Now, I will say that if it is metal, this is a really, like if you look at the picture where you can see the books in the background on their website um, and you can kind of click and zoom in on it. If it is metal, which it looks to be, it's just like a really well done matte finish, which is pretty cool. So like what looks like plastic, I can see might actually just be like a matte finish on metal. Yeah. I'm betting that the drawer and the um, piece above it are plastic because they look really different. And that the mm-hmm. boxy part is metal looks like, okay. which That's is cool. That, structurally, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a really handsome sharpener. I mean, it's like really, I mean, it, it looks good. Um, the point looks good. I, I do take uh, take issue with that picture. Um, the picture I was just describing where it's got like the books in the background um, and you zoom in on the pencil and it's like the most uncentered oh, black wing of all time. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me a little nauseous. But um, but yeah, so that's new and $120, um, you know, it's, uh, 
I don't know what else to say about that. That's just really expensive. Uh, I would not, I can't imagine being in a place where I would buy one of these without having to like think about it for quite a while, <laughs> quite a while, especially, I guess it's different when I also already have 75 pencil sharpeners in my house. But Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can see four right now. Yeah, I wonder who makes it because it works like the AMFAT and mm-hmm. obviously Blackwing doesn't make pencil sharpeners. Yep. So, so that's always the question. Um, very curious. Um, so, I mean, design-wise, like, it's so pretty, but I have, it is. I have a small beef on the front where Blackwing is on the tray. It's not centered oh, it's and it's center, not yeah. justified in either direction. Like, uh-huh. were you drunk? Did you do this on purpose? <laughs> is, is this a defect? Like, when you fix it, are they going to be 150 bucks? <laughs> These are the factory seconds or something. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, what's interesting about this the, the, uh, is that you don't have to, uh, there's no clip, right? Like, there's no, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no uh, yeah. teeth to hold on to it. So, I guess it's just like a rubber. I'm guessing like some sort of like rubber stopper inside. Do you have an um, Amfat sharpener? Those ones that make the no. silly points. It's weird. You just kind of like stick your pencil in and when you sharpen it, it pulls it in a little bit and just kind of holds it in there. Yeah. And it's still like the pencil, like there's a video on the Blackwing site and it's still the pencil is turning. Like the pencil itself is turning. Oh, it's not supposed to. Well, this one sure is, uh... um, but it, it comes out sharp. <laughs> so I don't know. It's not spinning as fast as the crank is moving but whatever puts a nice point on there. We'll see maybe someday. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about their erasers, but um, those are, while we're talking about Blackwing accessories, pretty sharp. Yeah. No, No I don't even know if I've, (laughs) I don't know if I knew about that or I haven't seen them. It, um, it looks like a giant Blackwing feral or the square part of it. Mm -hmm. And you replace the eraser. And that's, <laughs> that's clever yeah 10 bucks that's all right and it's refillable yeah those are cool i that's like a that design win i think i don't know how i missed that that's a that's a good call and it's is it metal yeah man yeah it's metal it's got black wing pressed into the side i like that that's that's a that's a solid product right there and i like that it's got a little sleeve like nobody's ever yeah i don't know you know i guess you find like those uh it's not tombow but some of those erasers that come with a little cardboard sleeve that you can sort of use that way but eventually it's going to become too small i wonder what this is like once this their erasers down to like an inch long like does it actually stay in there or if it does it flop out i don't know um it looks like you can extend it because it has the feral clip that a blackwing has but well, it's really long that's what I'm, I'm just wondering like the integrity of that clip <laughs> like is it is it because, you know, like with a pencil, like what to get the a short eraser to work with the pencil, you kind of have to, or at least for me, I like pinch the sides of the ferrule to kind of oh, squeeze, yeah. it, squeeze it in a little more. Like, so that's why I'm wondering like, once it gets further out, is it actually going to work to like hold in a short, short one? Like, is there, I don't And maybe this, maybe the clip that's inside of it is just like super springy. I don't know. Yeah. The, um, there's a good bit of eraser past that clip too. So mm-hmm. even if it is very tight, there's a part of it that will be a little wonky yeah unless it's a very stiff plastic yeah we gotta start trying these things yes we should <laughs> <laughs> yeah got some catching up to do um all right and then lastly the new blackwing volumes pencil came out blackwing volume seven uh it came out when was that two weeks um, ago 
I think longer. it might be close yeah. to a month ago. Close to a month ago, yeah. It's so been a out, weird, weird time. It has been. Uh, but yeah, they came out with Blackwing Volume 7, which is their tribute to animation, which that, that theme seems like kind of a long time coming. Uh, they had the Chuck Jones, you know, quote, signature set or whatever, which used to just be a, wasn't it just like a dozen 602s that came with like a piece of paper or something? Yeah, it was back when they... um. They weren't making them with uh, pinky racers, so they had pinky racers, and they came with like a oh, okay. sketch or a cell or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay, so it came with pink racers before you could get those in the standard ones. Okay, um, yeah, so it is sort of like a pretty like eclectic looking one, right? <laughs> We've got it's <laughs> it's got an orange eraser, uh, it's got a gold clip, black ferrule. You know, everybody's favorite balanced graphite. <laughs> the crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, yeah. So make so, everybody happy. Make nobody happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Johnny, what are your thoughts, <laughs> thoughts I mean, on this one? So, somehow you line up the pencils with this thing it came with, and it mm-hmm. makes a thing. Like, <laughs> so, I don't like when somebody has, like, high concept and then it's just like oh that's a green pencil like when mm-hmm. they s- tried to link the um 811 to uh Maya Angelou like that was really a stretch mm-hmm. but if they had just said it was about lamps that would be cool but this one is like so high concept I'm like what am I looking at this, this looks like I don't know my dog chewed on it like <laughs> it's it's not my favorite one yeah and yeah it's kind of like a interesting gimmick but even like in like i don't know i just don't think the payoff of like lining them up and putting them in this thing is like yeah sort of exciting enough (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not like wow that's cool but when these get used i'll never be able to do that again so i don't know yeah maybe Um, they're just acknowledging that no one uses (laughs) (laughs) that's true they're like we know you have more pencils than you could ever use in a lifetime so here you go um it does come i guess a subscriber extra is pretty cool right comes with the what do you call those kinds of drawings where it shows like the pr- progression um, um i'm blanking on the name but of wiley coyote is like I running look at it yeah oh terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i don't think yeah. that was in my box a seven frame that's right um so oh, or is well. that what it's inspired by maybe i, don't I have no idea <laughs> but yeah so i mean i really i will say that color which yeah. I don't know. How would you describe the barrel color? Is it like, like I would say it's like a like a wine? Well, not it's more not bloody than wine. It's like, yeah, it's like an ox, a little lighter yeah. than like an oxblood ink or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I really, I mean, you know, I like red, and I I really like the that shade. So that I'll give us some some points for that. Um, other parts of it a little wonky for me, but um, they gotta gotta keep trying new things, I guess. Yeah, and I I know that they say that the roll-on print is different than a wrap, and like I don't know, so I believe them. But I really miss when they just painted the damn pencil. Mm-hmm. Like this twenty-four is so glossy and black and so mm-hmm. pretty, and I wasn't wild about it when they came out. Yeah, but uh, I miss those days. I hope they come back at least sometimes. Someday. Yeah. Um, so can we? This is like the anti-blackwing episode but um <laughs> they put up these blocks 
that like hold your pencils. Uh, yeah. And um, so like there's one that holds um, four pencils and it's really pretty. It's a wooden block, um, has a black stripe on it that I noticed that one is sold out. And most of them are 25 bucks and the other ones are 30 bucks, which is not that expensive for something from Blackwing. But mm-hmm. like one of them holds a tube sideways or a box sideways and you can't open it that way. I'm like, what? What? I don't know if they just found a bunch of scrap wood and they're like, hey, let's just do them all. But some of these do not make sense at all. Um, Plus, one displays the tubes, but what about the old tubes? Most of their tubes aren't glass. Most of them are the old um, plastic. Yeah. So, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> since, like sometimes they put out well, stuff that, like the eraser. You're like, dang, that is like on brand. That's really cool. And sometimes mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are some things in this line that I'm like, like you're saying, like, it's pretty cool. Uh, some of them I would never in a million years want or need, like the, the one that holds four tubes. I'm like, what? Like, I, I don't know. That just looks like something, you know, it almost looks too much. Like it's trying to look like you're in a chemistry lab or something. <laughs> so I don't dig that. I, I like the idea of the one that just turns the box into a standing upright display. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That one makes sense. The one on its side makes no sense. The one that displays one pencil on its side is okay. Uh, The one that displays four up and down. I like that. The tube on its side. What are you doing? Like what's, who are you kidding? (laughs) Who are you kidding here? Like who's, I mean, I guess if you're that like infatuated with one version of the black wing, like then, I mean, I've made my own black wing shrine for John Steinbeck. So I know how that goes, but that's, it's hard for me to believe that. That would be a product I think would be that would be more interesting if they made a John Steinbeck shrine with like a little <laughs> picture of John Steinbeck with his family's blessing. Like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I would little, get into uh, that little icon of um, <laughs> John Steinbeck. Yeah, it would come with twenty four pencils. Yeah, yeah. Blackwing, if you're listening, you're welcome. Hit us up or don't, because you won't. So. Um. <laughs> For, the, for that idea. I'm sure you got plenty of ideas. Um, I'm sure some of them might be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> all I got. What about you, Johnny? Um, so we haven't talked about the new f- uh, field notes, the hatch edition. That um, I know a lot of people were razzing them, like another letterpress edition. But um, I mean, I thought these were cool. What did you think? Yeah, I think they're cool. Yeah, I think uh, I, I haven't... I haven't bought field notes in a while. And I think I say this now and then, but I'm just like, I haven't bought field notes in a while, but I think this is the one that's going to make me want to buy some. And I still am saying that about the great lakes. And I'm saying that about this one as well. I think they're, Oh, the paper in those were so good though. Yeah. 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 So these were, um, if I remember this right, they made, um, three posters and then cut down the prints and used them for the covers. But if you were a subscriber, you got, um, like a mini version of each poster. So you can see what they actually look like and what they say. It's cool. Which is, I think that's a cool extra. Um, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're like super colorful and a lot of the other ones they did, but were like stamping on top of stamping. These are an actual like intentional design. So I think that's different than usual. And also like, if you like field notes, how could you not like letterpress? That's the thing. Yeah, so, sort of, um, sort of what they're known for. Yeah, I mean, I'm digging them, but I think they've been on a roll for like two or three years. 
for sure. My opinion, they've been like really kicking it. Yep. So yeah, um, I don't think they have anything else cool out. Um, I don't know if we've talked about how their prices went up quite a bit, but uh, have they gone up again or since the last? I mean, I remember when they went up to like what was it, fourteen ninety nine? Yep, through three pack. Fourteen, but now the uh, craft ones are twelve ninety five. For a while, they kept those where they were. Oh, I thought that. Yeah, that's a bummer. I but I um, yeah, whatever. I noticed they make a lot of the editions, and like the United States of Letterpress, they were twelve ninety five when that came out. So that's how much they cost. So hmm. that's cool. And oh, we never talked about their Maggie Rogers thing they did, um, where they did two. Um, they call them journals. They're sort of like the um, dime novel editions, but they have um, really, really cool covers and cool photography. And I think inside there's a fly leaf that's um, Maggie Rogers handwriting. So those are super nice. Yeah. That is I cool. picked up a set of those and I hadn't heard of her. And now like, I love everything she does. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, so speaking of Musgrave, um, my Henry likes natural pencils. So Rose started liking natural pencils and she's very tiny and still uses fat pencils. So we went on the Zahn and we found these pencils. Mm-hmm. They're called the mammoth. They're fat cedar pencils with black imprint, black ferrule and black eraser. So I think the price of them went up when we got them. They were like six bucks, like, you know, for a dozen American made pencils. That's, that's the score. Um, they're so nice and so cool. They're cedar and I can't tell if it's lacquer or a clear wrap that's mm-hmm. around them, but they're not like, you know, you don't feel the wood, but you know, they're fat round cedar pencils that are made in America. And I can't think of one that exists besides this one, even for Musgrave. Cause their fat ones aren't usually cedar. What was the name of it again? It's called the mammoth fitting. Ooh. But um, yeah, if you dig them, I might have bought two boxes of them. <laughs> one for the kids and one for me. So I'm happy to send you a couple. Yeah. Yeah, those oh, are cool. They are right here. And they come in a... Um, they cool say box, too. The American Standards Company, proudly made in Tennessee. They have a really cool box. So, I mean, I'm assuming they're made by Musgrave because who in Tennessee would have made these? And they look like Musgrave's design sense, which I mean is a compliment. But uh, yeah, I want to learn more about this... Um, American Standards Company, because I'm digging on that. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to check one of those out. Those look pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I like them a lot. They're really and the they write nicely. I mean, they're not just cool looking; they're very useful. Kids mm-hmm. like them. They sharpen up well in my big giant, you know, wood chipper mechanical pencil or electric pencil sharpener. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I only have other fresh points that are shop news related. So I'm just going to say one, which is do it. Pencilrevolution.com now is powered by Shopify. And that's where all the new books are going. So sweet. How's that working so far? Uh, I can't figure out how their shipping works and it's constantly overcharging people. So when it does, I give them a refund, but I wish it would stop doing that. I've got to figure that out. Yeah. That's annoying. Um, so I got into the made in Baltimore program and in my, I guess like interview site visit thing, he was telling me all this cool stuff that Shopify can do that you can just like ask them questions and they answer them. I'm like, what? This is okay. This is awesome. <laughs> so check that out. See if they're 
good answers to those questions. But yeah, how about we uh, button it up? We'll get this yeah. out soon. That sounds so, good. Can you tell folks where to find you on the internet, Tim? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. We'll see if I if I stick with the Twitter. I know people are just like fleeing Twitter because of what's his face and all that too much money he spent, but I don't know. Twitter sort of sucks anyways, but you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I have one. I don't really go on there and look at stuff like every once in a while. Um, I'm Johnny. You can find me at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at Pensolution. And of course, you can find Erasable in all of your favorite podcast apps and on erasable.us. This will be episode 189, erasable.us slash 189. And you can check us out on Facebook and social media at Erasable Podcast. And of course, our Facebook group, which is one of the few friendly corners of the internet. And we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash erasable. And for folks who support us at the Steinbeck stage level, we consider you extra special and producers. So we read your names at the end of the episode, which I would enjoy if I were not on the podcast. So I'm going to read those names. And if I mispronounce your name, I really apologize. Blame me. Don't blame me, Raceable. Johnny Gamber. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> Pretty good. Said your name on a podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so m- many thanks to Zaya Marie, Aaron Bollinger, Matthew Chavon, Andrew Austin, Tara Whittle, Ida Umfers, David Johnson, Phil Munson, Donnie Pierce, Bill Black, Ed Swift, Tom Keekley, John Wood, Melissa Miller, Andre Torres, Paul Moorhead, John Capaluti, Stephen Francali, Aaron Willard, Millie Blackwell, Michael Dialosa, Tana Feliz, Ann Sype, Joe Crace, Dig- DigitalTent.Tech, Bill Clow, Jason Dill, Mary Collis, Alex Jonathan Brown, Kathleen Rogers, Kelton Weens, Hans Nudelman, Jay Newton, and Chris Jones. Thanks a lot, and we'll be back soon. Turn it off.